What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Stir Up Conversations podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about bringing Jess home, and I am super excited to dive into that with you guys. Before we do that, do me a favor and go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed, as well as hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. I also wanted to update you guys on the PSA from my last podcast. As of right now, it is not really looking like I'm going to be getting my old account, A Girl, A Bay, and A Gray, back anytime soon. So I have a backup account, and you can find me at Daring to Cowboy. So I'm still hoping that I'll get my account back, but just as a precaution, I am on the backup account now. So starting next podcast, the opening will be changed to Daring to Cowboy. So go ahead and follow me over there so we can connect. And let's just go ahead and hop right into this. I want to start out by saying that bringing home a new horse is never a decision that I take lightly. It's something that has a lot of time and thought put into it just to make sure that when I am in a place where I can do that, as well as where my other horses are in regards to bringing another horse home if I feel like mentally they could handle something like that. So bringing another horse home was something that I took really seriously. And I'm going to start at the beginning. So if you guys were around for last week's podcast, which was bringing Historian home, then you will remember that I brought Rian home after a horse that I'd been taking care of for a while left my property. Just so everyone's on the same page, I have a huge soft spot for that horse. And it's something that when he left, I cried for two weeks because I had poured my heart and soul into him. And I had had an opportunity to bring him home. And I'm going to explain why I didn't because it leads directly into what made me look at Jess. So in February of this year, I had received a text from his owner after not hearing from her for months asking if, you know, in the future, if she could not take care of him anymore or if her situation changed, if I would be interested in purchasing him. I did say yes. I would have loved to give him a home. He was an amazing horse. And then it was radio silent for another few months. So in end of May, I want to say, I received a text from this girl basically asking for my help. The horse had been displaying some behaviors that she'd never seen him display before. He was having a lot of freak out moments as well as dumping her consistently. So I agreed to go ahead and take a look at him, just see what I thought. And it ended up leading into a conversation of she offered him as a care lease. And 
at first, you know, I was listening, I was listening with my heart more than my brain because I really did want to do it. But the more I talked to my mom, the more I talked to my trainer, the more I talked to friends, you know, they kind of were just like, so you're going to have this horse for four, maybe five years while she's in school. You're going to pour all of this time and money and effort into him. And it's going to be temporary because he's going to leave again. And if you know me, and I I hope it's very obvious, but I pour so much into my horses because, one, I love them. And two, they deserve it. They do a lot for me. And the least I can do is make sure that they are taken care of to the highest degree. So, obviously, you can kind of see where everyone was coming from, is I'm going to pour so much into him for a very short period of time, and then he is going to have to go back. And, you know, for me, I was like, I could give him a good five years. I could, I could do that. But then at the same time, it almost felt like a tease as well. You know, he'd have it he'd be back to a place that he had really enjoyed being and it's going to be temporary and he's going to get attached and I'm going to get attached and then boom, he leaves again. So after a lot of thought put into it, I did decline leasing him, which this is where (laughs) I say that if I hadn't gone through that, if I didn't walk through that door, I wouldn't have gotten Jess because up until that point, I hadn't even been thinking about getting another horse. I had just had a place, my thoroughbred, my other thoroughbred, and that had absolutely shattered my heart into a million pieces. And I just wasn't really ready or I thought I wasn't ready to go through that again. I just wanted to focus on Rian and I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get attached to something again that I wasn't 100% sure would work out. However, (laughs) once the conversation was had, it got me started and, you know, my mom had sat me down while the whole decision making process was made and she was just kind of like, Ken's like, you could either pour so much into him which you will because we all love him or you can go find a horse like Rian who really needs a home, a safe home, a forever home, and you can pour that into them. And that was kind of the turning point for me. And that also got me thinking again of the fact that I am in a position where I could give a horse who really needed it a forever safe home. So I casually started looking. I didn't want to jump into anything. I didn't want to rush into it. I just, if I was going to bring a horse home, I needed it to be the perfect horse because I needed it to be a forever situation. So naturally I was looking at the Second Stride website where I got Rian and I just wasn't seeing anything that I absolutely loved. And it's one of those things like with Re. I knew immediately and I knew that if I was going to get another horse, I needed to have that feeling. So 
it was around this time I'd been following Tori. You can find her on Instagram at TeamTBP. And she also has a rescue, which you can also find on Instagram, that is Roaming Equine Redemption. So I've been following her account for, I want to say it's seven months at that point. And I loved seeing the horses, but we hadn't really talked and I just kind of observed and liked the posts, but we never really interacted much. Which, again, it's Instagram, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I loved what she was doing, but I tend to be more on the quiet side. I know it doesn't sound like that, but I really am. Uh, So I hadn't really reached out at all. So it was around, like I said, it was around that time that she started posting a lot about Jess. And she, I mean, she was posting about everybody, but I kept seeing the post about Jess pop up. And... It kind of piqued my interest. So, backstory on Jess and how Tori got her. So, Tori obviously is a rescue. And she goes to auctions. I know she goes to Bowie. She'll go to local auctions. And one of the local auctions is where she found Jess. So, when they saw her, she was saddled. So, they didn't really see the extent of her physical condition but they could tell she was thin and just based on what they could see you know Tori was kind of like I just know she's not going to go anywhere good so she bit on her and she won so when she went to go pay for her there was a lady there who you know asked did you did you get her and Tori proceeded to tell her yes and what they do as a rescue and this lady was like oh I I rescue too so Tori was kind of like "Mm, what so the backstory is is Jess was bought from Bowie Killpen three months before Tori got her and this lady who claimed to be a rescue basically bought her and then three months later turned around and took her back to the auction In those three months, Jess had lost a lot of weight. Tori saw her Coggins paperwork from when she was at Bowie three months before, and she actually looked decent. And when Tori got her, she was pretty underweight. So whatever happened in those three months was not good. And they could tell right away that she had a fear of people, especially men. And she had scars literally all over her body. If you guys haven't seen the photos I posted on my old account or the post, the pictures that Tori has posted, then I definitely recommend going to Tori's Instagram page and checking them out just because I don't think my new account has pictures of her legs, but her legs to her one front leg and one back leg are severely scarred. So, all of that. She just wasn't in good condition. You can tell that she had literally lived through hell. And she needed a fresh start. So, that's kind of Tori's specialty. And I don't want to take too much away because 
Tori is going to be coming on to talk to us about the rescue. So I don't want to steal her thunder and I don't want to overdo this. So just know that what she does is amazing and she poured so much time and energy and effort into Jess. It took months for them to be able to really touch her and work with her just because she distrusted people so much. But she was never given up on and Tori got to become her best friend. She got to ride her and she was able to teach Jess that not all humans are bad and it's okay to trust some of them. And when I tell you that Jess has retained all of that and more, it's amazing. She is absolutely amazing. I am just floored by her every day. And there's like this, this fan, fangirl in me that's like, oh my gosh, I have her at my house and I get to see her every day. And it, it's amazing. I, I'm jumping ahead of myself. So Tori had her for almost, almost a year. I think it was a week and a half after I brought her home that it was a year to the day that they rescued her. Maybe two weeks. So she had a, a year, let's just say a year, of absolute love and support and growth and healing. And just all of the good things in life that she should have had for the f six years before. And so I read all of that on Tori's posts and I was just like, oh my gosh, that is the sweetest thing. She's obviously so cute, but I knew she was in Texas, which from me, it was almost 14 hours away. So I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. You know, I will drive. I have no problem driving, but 14 hours, that's a lot. So I kind of just sat on it. And I just, I was like, you know, it's probably just not going to work out. So I just kind of went about, went about my day. And when I tell you that I struggled with it for a week and a half of just constantly thinking about her, you know, I'd, I'd be at work and she'd pop into my head or I'd be talking to my mom about the horses and she'd pop into my head. And it got to the point where I just wanted to. I just wanted to see what it was like just something in my gut was like, you need to reach out. So I did, I think it was like 1030 my time. So it was pretty late and I was sitting by myself on the couch. I had just come in from doing the final night check on the boys. And so I just was like scrolling Instagram. She popped up again and I sent the message. So I actually wasn't really expecting a response back right away, but I did get one. And we just started talking. So then the next day, you know, we had talked throughout the day. So we had a very brief conversation that night just because it was late and I passed out. But the next day, the conversation continued and I ended up sending pictures and videos as well as like, you know, videos of Rian and Cass over to Tori and everything seemed like it was going great. So she, you know, was like, you know, if you are interested in her, then I can send you over the contract. You can read that. 
she asked a lot of personal questions, obviously, just about me, how I handle my horses, what the living situation is like, stuff like that, asking for vet references, farrier references, which weren't a problem. And we just had very open and honest conversations. Uh, She didn't hold back when it came to Jess. So I am, I am a very, I'm an open book and I really, really appreciate people who are as well. And I don't sugarcoat my horses ever. What you see is what you get. And it was very much like that with Tori, which was a huge peace of mind for me, seeing as it was Texas. But there's just something that was like that. You, you gotta, you gotta chase this down to whatever end. So I just kind of waited. I sent her all my references. It's like, you know, obviously just, I'll just wait to hear. And it was very quick. And she was like, yeah, I 100% approved. And, you know, I, I felt horrible one because you could just tell that there had been other, other people who had said they were going to adopt Jess and then, you know, circumstances happened. And I know if you guys, you guys have obviously heard Ashley on here and Ashley was one of those people who were going to adopt Jess and situations just sometimes don't work out. And it wasn't that anything was held against anybody. It was the exact opposite, but it was just, are you really sure you want her? So I went ahead and I paid for her up front. So yeah, please don't ever really like, unless you are 100% confident in who you're getting a horse for from, please don't do that. But when it comes to Tori, 100% trust her. She's amazing. But I did pay for her up front just so I was like, I promise I am coming to get her. Like, I, I promise I, I want her. I, am, I, I don't, I don't do things half-heartedly. When I make a decision, I'm all in. So then it started just kind of the wait period because I was working off of time that I had off and just kind of figuring out when I could get down to Texas. And Tori was absolutely amazing as far as working with me on a date, which was almost exactly a month from when I decided to get her. So it was this long month of just waiting to get Jess, which was good. I was able to get a lot of stuff done to prepare for her. I wanted to make sure that everything was good. The boys were good. Just, you know, typical, like, (laughs) just getting stuff ready. And I also, you know, I wanted to make sure that the truck was good. The trailer was good because that's a long, that is such a long drive and I just didn't want anything to happen. So during that month, we talked almost every day and it was amazing and I got to know Tori and now she is one of my best friends and I absolutely cannot imagine my life without her so as much as it was a long month it was such an amazing period of time for one for her to get to know me to know exactly what Jess's life is going to look like and for me to get to know her because obviously we're in this together at this point. There's, you know, she's been so involved in Jess's life that there was no way it was just going to end there. So finally the time came 
and my dad and I headed down to Texas. There was a lot of things that happened on the way down to Texas, and it was definitely a chaotic, <laughs> a chaotic trip down, but it ended up being so good. It was, it was a good trip, and everything just kept, it would happen, and I would start to freak out, and then it would line up again. And it just, it gave me such a peace about getting her. And, you know, all good things take time and effort. And it was just a good reminder of that. So I literally didn't sleep <laughs> the night before uh, we went to go see everybody. And when we pulled up, oh my gosh, she is so cute. She's so little, but she's like, she's short and she's got these little legs, but she's stocky as all get out. Like I swear her butt is almost bigger than Rian's butt. It's crazy. <laughs> she's so cute. And obviously getting to meet Tori was amazing. I was so excited. I felt like I was meeting celebrities. It was awesome. <laughs> I wanted to see everybody. Obviously I went and met Jeff, Jess first and she, oh, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. I, I mean, like, I already knew I was sold, but, like, my heart just melted. She, she's so, ugh. She's just so cute. She's looking at us like, I don't know who you are. And I was like, I promise you, we are going to be great friends. Obviously, I'm sure, she, I'm sure I looked like a crazy person. I was so excited. I could not stop smiling. I was so excited. It was just, like, it was one of the best days of my life. I was, this is how I am getting horses. It's like, it's like Christmas times a hundred for me. So I got to meet everybody. I got to meet Papa John. I got to meet Scarlet and Bella and Liberty and Willie, Comet, Firecracker, Rumor. Rumor is beautiful. Oh my gosh, guys. Stunning. Tex is absolutely gorgeous. All of them. Like I was just, so, I was just flabbergasted. Like you watch these horses online for so long and then getting to meet them was just amazing. So exciting. And everything, everything was just perfect. So the plan was to go ahead and just let Tori get her on the trailer. Just obviously because she trusted Tori. I didn't want to stress her out. So dad and I just kind of waited in the truck while Tori got her on. And we weren't, you know, Tori had been working with her, obviously doing an amazing job. But we just weren't sure with it being a different trailer if that would kind of trigger her a little bit, but she was perfect. She got right on and it was just, everything just worked out so well. So we got back on the road and if you are familiar with trailering horses long distance, then you know it's really important obviously to make sure they're staying fed as well as hydrated and then moving around. Because of Jess's trust issues, I didn't want to get her off the trailer and not be able to get her back on. So I have a large stock trailer that can fit four horses. So what we did was just kind of open up the whole trailer to her when we would stop for gas or to get food. And that's when I would refill her hay net as well as offer her water and pump her with electrolytes and stuff like that. And honestly, I have never had a horse that trailered so well as far as drinking and eating the entire time. She drank 
like a champ. I never had to worry about her colicking or being dehydrated. She drank every time we stopped. All I had to do was literally hold the bucket for her. She was amazing. And it made it made the whole trip just so much better just because that was really the main thing that I was worried about was her drinking on the way home. Again, just because it was such a long trip. But it was perfect. It could not have gone smoother. She was absolutely amazing. Such a champ. It was a really long, long ride home. We got in at 4.30, so it was pitch black, but she walked right over to the barn, and obviously the boys were very happy, very happy to see a mare, but she walked right in her stall and settled down to eat, and that was that. I watched her for a little while, and she didn't really show any signs of like crazy anxiety besides sniffing around and checking out the boys, but I felt like we were okay to like go get some sleep. And honestly, introducing them, Rian fell head over heels immediately. I'm going to have to post a picture again. It was on my old, I hate this. It was on my old Instagram, but I have this picture of him. He was like literally standing up on his hind legs. He was like poking his head over the bushes, like such a little creep looking at the girl. He was just over the moon. He still absolutely adores her. It's literally disgusting. It's it's so sweet it's disgusting he'll like walk up to her and then they like I swear to god it looks like they're making out he'll like he'll he'll like arch his neck real real pretty and he'll like put his face right by hers and then he'll start to like nick her at her and they just do that and then they go and crazy it's it's still it like I said it's it's so cute it's disgusting Cass took a little bit longer to warm up to her just because he's old and I knew that was what he was gonna do the poor man has had a lot of changes in his life and it just takes him a little bit longer to decide that he's going to let himself get attached but we're finally you know hitting that stage where he got good with her but it was still very much like he he was fine with her but he really just preferred Rian and he kind of ignored her which she was fine with but recently they've all really become inseparable and it's really really cute they're like the three little musketeers I love it. But, you know, it's just everything has worked out so perfectly. We weren't sure how she was going to feel about a stall. And I don't stall them any other time than just at night. One, because I don't want them running around. We have a lot of coyotes around where I live. And just as a safety net, they go in at night. They get their feed so they never have to compete with the other horses. They have their safe space. And then first thing in the morning, you know, they're back out in the pasture. So they're out all day long but she very quickly decided she loved her stall that is her place she is always ready as soon as it's dinner time she wants to be in her stall she wants to be eating I walk over to the barn every morning and she has bedhead from laying down she's got shavings all over her sometimes she has a you know a poop stain right on her face but you know she loves it she's happy and it's been really cool just to watch her watch her come alive you know it's one of those things where I knew she was going to kind of pull back a little bit just because one she doesn't know me and two you know we took her away from Tori and that was that was the first good good thing she'd had in a very long time but she was very quick in deciding that we were okay and she liked us 
and now she will basically crawl into your lap for scratches and she is the first one to meet you at the gate she's always decorating for you she just she's fit in so incredibly well and I'm really really excited to have her as a part of the family she is doing amazing with groundwork so the goal is to start taking her with Rian and I'm going to start ponying her for a little while on the trails just so you know we can build her confidence and stuff like that I'm not sure if she was ever exposed to trails or you know stuff like that I know she's good in arenas we've been doing a lot of groundwork and she's amazing so the goal is for her to start accompanying me and Rian when we go on fun rides and then we'll start you know introducing the saddle and stuff she is trained but I just want to make sure that we do everything right and at her pace and just start from the ground up because I don't know what her training was like I'm assuming it wasn't kind and I just really want to replace that trauma with confidence and good experiences so that is that is kind of Jess's story and that's where we are right now it's a little bit of a longer one but I am so grateful to have the opportunity to share her and Rian with you guys it's it's amazing and I love that hopefully they can inspire you guys to one get a horse really bond with a horse or to get a rescue because I have not had better horses besides my childhood horse but Josie is an impossible standard but it has been years since I have fully trusted horses the way that I trust them and Rian was the absolute start of that and he is my rock and Jess has just come along as the perfect addition and I am really really excited to see where we go so we are going to talk about Tori's rescue here very soon and then from there I'm wanting to take the podcast towards a training route for a little while give some tips and tricks and just kind of talk about how one we can work with our own horses and two hopefully give you guys some guidance that I know for the longest time I was lacking and my hope is for it to be a conversation where we can all learn something from it and if there's ever anything that you want specifically in the podcast by all means please message me on Instagram or I you can actually leave a voice message on here I believe through the anchor the anchor app uh which actually I I will have to give you guys a link to that so the link to leave voice messages will be in my story on Instagram so I will leave that for you guys I'll put it in the podcast highlight so if you ever want to leave a voice message specifically asking for anything that is where you can find it thank you for coming to my little rant about my ma'am and I will see you guys in the next episode